1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a big weekend of league football and get ready for even more European action. Celtic stay two points clear after a win at St Johnston but could now be without Jota as well as Callum McGregor for RB Leipzig. Antonio Cholak keeps banging in the goals for Rangers who now have Liverpool in their sights and there were big wins for Dundee United, Hibs and Ross County as Scotland learn their Euro qualification opposition. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Jim Duffy alongside Roger Hanna. Quite the weekend Gordon, 4-0 for Rangers, 4-0 for Dundee United, a last minute winner for Celtic, a last minute draw for Hearts and narrow wins but big wins for Hibs and Ross County and now we've got a little matter of Celtic versus Leipzig Rangers versus Liverpool Fiorentina versus Hearts It just never stops Yeah Jim Duffy You have to embrace the madness At this point in the season Because it's great We've got so many talking points On a Monday And usually we spend all a Monday Going over the weekend stuff But this time tomorrow Celtic Park will be filling up Ahead of the visit of Leipzig Liverpool are coming to the city uh, and as Roger says, you've even got a trip to Florence if you're a Hearts fan. So it's, yeah, it's all happening. As in, in, in four or five weeks ago, um, Gordon, you know, people thought that uh, you know the league, the league would be could, could be over. You know, but the, you know the fact is that uh, you know Rangers uh, have a really good domestic run. Celtic are not firing all cylinders, but managed to get a, f- a fantastic last minute victory. Um, and just uh, you know g- confirms the, the the Celtic motto under Ange Postecoglou is we never stop. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need. So come on down. Let us know what you made of the weekend's big talking points. If we're going through them chronologically, Celtic fans, you got your late winner. How was it? Is it something that you enjoy? Do you like that? Notion of that's what champions do, and you need wins like that to get you towards a title. Or has there been a drop off in performance levels? What do you put the missed chances down to? And with a view forward, it looks like there's a serious doubt. Well, there is a serious doubt over Jota for tomorrow. How big a blow would that be? And who should take his place? Pick up the phone and let us know. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Rangers fans, we're almost back where we were last Monday where you come off the back of Antonio Cholak scoring twice in the league, but still asking if he keeps his place for a game against Liverpool. So we'll build up to that one as well. And all the weekend's big talking points, whatever it is that's out there, 01419511025. What was your result of the weekend, Roger? Um, result of the weekend, I think, has to be the United mm. 4, Aberdeen yeah. 0. We went off air after the show, and the game was just kicking off. And I'd, I'd actually forgotten, I can say I've forgotten all about it, but I, I went to check my phone at one point, and they were three 0 up. And yep. I thought, what is going on here? And then you see the highlights of the game, and you think again, what was going on there? I did the exact same. Went straight to a wedding after the show, and then eventually mm-hmm. checked my phone. You know, one of them you're mm-hmm. sort of refreshing, as if am I am I reading this correctly? Uh, so yeah, I can understand that one. Result of the weekend for you, Jim. Yeah, again, as I said, as Roger says, I think the, the Dundee United got it behind anyone's list, but you know, I, I think that also Ross County, and mm-hmm. I think for okay. a, a week of Livingston, no, these are not you know the the teams that everyone's uh, waxing lyrical about, but when you've just been absolutely humped five nothing at home to Motherwell, and uh, you know, and you know you're getting an awful lot of criticism, and uh, you know the you know the kind of aspect of having to lift yourself and go to a, a really difficult venue uh, at Livingston and he also got a clean sheet I think Malcolm McKay must be absolutely thrilled it was a bit of a smashing grab but nevertheless these are the kind of results that could be pivotal come the end of the season OK, goal of the weekend for you Jim? 
Uh, goal of the weekend. I, I think that uh, it's, it's got to be Atkinson yesterday. I Good mean, uh, he's, he's le- I mean, I think it's his weaker foot. I'm sure it is. He's left foot. I think he's right footed. But anyway, it comes out the sky. It's a last minute. It's one of those ones where he couldn't have had it any sweeter, and it's absolutely flew into the top corner. And to get a point as well, yeah, um, you significant know, yeah, as well. Ab- yeah, absol- okay. Absolutely magnificent goal, Rog. I'm going to go for Antonio Cholak's second goal. Um, his first one was great sniffing by a centre forward, and Barisic just shot him back off the post. But the, the second goal had a bit more to it. Lovely finish across. Trevor Carson inside the far post Okay, uh, right, this is where it gets a bit more fun No disrespect <laughs> to the good people who've got awards before Your howler of the weekend, Jim Duffy Oh, the, listen, there was a couple There was a couple of howlers But, uh, you know, he, listen, we all know he's been phenomenal Not just for Hearts, but also for Scotland But Craig, Craig Gordon has to oh. get it He just trips over his own foot, uh, his feet uh, and stumbles and obviously it leads to, to the goal you know and and I think as I said it's one of those things you'll probably blame the artificial surface just you know for whatever reason but uh, it was quite comical not for Craig but for all of us watching yeah. I'm afraid it was comical Unforgiving who'd be a goalie Roger You know something Jim last Monday in the show we did the howler and Joseph Juranovic didn't get a mention but you know the, the, the chest mm-hmm. back to Joe Hart and goes in for yeah. the own goal mm-hmm. this week you can make a case for Ross McCrory at Aberdeen, yeah. concedes the penalty, and then an equally ludicrous own goal. Heather, yeah. But you're not giving it to him. He's oh, he's off, off the hook. He's getting oh, off the hook. Incredible. Ross, if you're listening. Because the Livingston crossbar beats him <laughs> to a, a game almost called off because they think they think kids get into the Tony Macaroni Stadium overnight. Swinging in the crossbar It was all bent When Fraser mm-hmm. Wisher appeared I mean, At the stadium for, beveled, for his yeah. Bevelled <laughs> Davy Martindale out With oh, what, a spirit level And some planks of wood And it, it just didn't work And they had to get the goals down And put in the, the sort of Portable goals for the game And then Ross County scored With a shot mm-hmm. Off the bar at the other end And the plank of wood Usually stands next to David Martindale <laughs> In the dugout as well Doesn't he? Oh, Happy yeah. Monday if you're listening Marvin We'll speak <laughs> to you later Marv. in the week um, He was uh, nowhere to be seen by the way He's just like Nothing to do with Exactly He's not got the DIY <laughs> skills uh, I don't know if the crossbars Ever got Howler of the week But there we are uh, And very quickly because so, Sorry to... there, was, there was also one down south Yeah um, I noticed that the weekend yeah, yeah. It was two inches high Was it Wigan? And they played the and game they played the game because this, Roger? No Because they said it was Well obviously it was even Because both teams had 45 But it's illegal Eagle, I think. Either the winning goal or the final came off the bar, barring in, yeah. and it was two inches different height yeah. from the from the other goal. Anyway, so it's not just us. I think it was mad. I'm pretty sure it was Wigan. something like that. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, top performer of the weekend. Well, stop me if you've heard this one before. I gave it to him last week. I'll give it to him again this week. Ryan Portis, yeah, very good. Yeah, great I, for Scotland. I heard he scored an important goal. Great for Habs. Scored at Dingwall last week. Clean sheet. Scored against Motherwell. Was even involved in the incident that your man Connor Shields sent off mm, and. Okay. Another clean sheet as well. Quickly, Jim, who yeah, was Yeah, I was, I was tempted to give it to Tony Watt because he hadn't been scoring goals True. and he scored another one which was, again, pivotal in, in putting uh, the into a very strong position. But I'm going to have to give it to Antonio uh, Kolac again. Two goals. I think that's three, three games in a row. I think three league mm-hmm. games in a row. And, and he gets a hook, keeps getting the hook when he scored two. So he, and then keeps he, not playing the Champions League. Yeah, game. but I think he might be saying to Gianna Van Brockhurst, could, could you leave me on, yeah. please? I try and get a hat trick. All right, 01419511025. Let's bring in Danny, who's a Celtic fan. Uh, from Guruk Danny, how are you tonight? You alright? No bad boys, thanks very much for taking the call I phoned on Saturday and I couldn't get through and Obviously I'm too busy And it's just to pick up a couple of things uh, If you don't mind me putting them across Of course, on you go Right Jim, uh, you've managed teams So you know what I'm talking about as well Now, 
Who on Saturday mentioned that Celtic have not won in six? Well, we, we did. We beat Motherwell a couple of weeks ago. Um, and if we're playing like that and winning, uh, and we're, we're not playing well. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot, a lot of players that are formed just now. Big, big Jagger Maggie scored, um, obviously, in the 95th minute. But, as I said, um, you managing teams, see if we win every week, playing like that and winning, still tap the league with two points. Hey, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think Danny, you know, you, you, I think the the fact is that the standards have been so high over the last maybe six, seven months, you know, um, you know, since the turn of the year in particular uh, under Ange Postecoglou, and that's the thing when you set the bar so high and you set the standards so high, um, winning games, the style of football, um, you know, it's been terrific, and I think there has been a drop off. So, but yeah, as long as you're still winning matches, but obviously didn't against it, man, a few uh, a couple of weeks ago there. Took to the dying seconds to get that result, and obviously in Europe as well. So I think there has been a, a little bit of a drop off. I, I wouldn't be overly concerned. The thing that would concern me a little bit is as big a squad that Celtic have. If when Carter Vickers was missing, Callum McGregor's now going to be missing, Jota possibly missing. Mm. These are absolutely first names on the sheet. You know, they, when you're writing your team out, they are absolutely guaranteed nailed on to be in that team. So when you're losing players of that quality... Yeah, there's no debate about those three yeah, here, though. That's got to be disruptive. And, and obviously Joe Hart has had a, a couple of little moments in recent games as well. So I, I think these are these are crucial players. And, you know, no, no matter how good a squad you've got, um, you know, any team would miss that quality. How important is it to consider chance creation, Roger? Because I'll take this away from Celtic and leave that to, to Danny and you guys. No matter who it is, I've always felt that when we get these calls on the show along the lines of, ah, we'll see, but if we win ugly every week, we'll win the league. What you find is that teams don't win ugly every week. They just don't. And eventually, it is a sign of things to come. If you're stuttering over the line, you stop winning games of football. But if you're creating the chances, is it more likely that it's going to... The law of averages catches up quite quickly. They'll start scoring again and, and it won't be such yeah, an issue. Listen, I wouldn't worry too much. I mean, the week before against Motherwell, it was 2-1. But, you know, Motherwell weren't exactly camped in the Celtic penalty box for the last 10 minutes to make, you know, make it nervy at Celtic Park. Um, Danny, all teams that win leagues win games like Celtic won on Saturday. You know, I think you mentioned later in the show, Tony Ralston's goal at Dingwall last year, Leila Bada's goal at Celtic Park against the United last year. It's a sign of a good team that they can just keep going and they can respond from a setback the way Celtic you know, were knocked back when Alec Mitchell scored in 90 plus three minutes and they can still muster themselves, go back up the park and score through Giacomakis in 90 plus five minutes. So I, I wouldn't be panicking too much about performance levels yet. Um, th- that was a big win. Mm. Uh, Danny, how do you put your finger on what, what when players aren't taking chances... Like we saw at the weekend, so many chances. Leila Bada had a couple and others. What do you put that down to? Well, no, everybody gets through a blip, a blip and no matter what they do in life. Uh, as, as, as some of the boys in Saturday say, uh, it does uh, the hardest, The hardest job is to score a goal. And go back to your point, Roger, I'm not saying Celtic are going to be in the league because I'm not daft enough to say that. Uh, I'll, hold, I'll hold my counsel until we get near that time. Long way to go. But um, we, we're, we're winning ugly. That's one thing that other team across the city can't do. They can't score in the 93rd minute, 96th minute. Um, we, we, we have collectively, as a team, no playing well. And, and that stems to heart all the way right through to the, 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 the big guns with 
jotted, etc. But it'll come, it'll come to be. But four weeks ago, we were beating teams nine nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Jim. Yeah. I think none of this is ever totally knee-jerk based on one game. If you take Champions League into it, um, Motherwell to an extent, but certainly. Real Madrid for a large part Definitely Shakhtar Donetsk mm-hmm. Definitely the weekend As a manager what, what do you do if People are in the same goal scoring positions But all of a sudden just don't take the chances like, You know what yeah, How do you fix that? Listen in, Invariably uh, If, if as a, a goal scorer's got instinct You know And he's in, in, instinctively in the right place At the right time And then it's that composure Then it's that belief that they're going to score goals And, and you know, obviously the top guys do it on a more regular basis But you know <laughs> From Celtic's point of view, they're maybe not, uh, you know, as, as fluent and you know ha, ha, as much creativity. Not creativity; they're still creating, but they're maybe not getting those absolute nailed on uh, goal scoring chances, as Danny said against like Dundee United, uh, you know, a, a month or so ago. But they are still creating enough to win the games. Um, but I, I do, I do believe with Danny. I think there's a number of players not quite playing at the same level. I think that, you know. Even just two or three weeks ago, just before the St. Man game, we're, we're talking about O'Reilly, you know, you're talking about Hatati, you know, Carmack, you're, mm. you're talking about all these players. Abada was rattling the goal, Jota was absolutely flying, Kyogo. I don't think any of them are playing quite at the, that, that level. They're, they're, they're all eights and nines out of ten, now they're maybe six, seven. They're still decent, very decent compared to a lot, a lot of teams, but not to their levels. Yeah. And, and when you've got a good number of that, Gordon. That's the little dilemma that Ange Postacoglu's got to try and solve. It's that, interesting, Gordon. That team over there, as Danny refers mm-hmm. to them, I presume he's been in Rangers mm-hmm. and not Partick Thistle, that can't score in a 90-odd minute. Last two league games have scored 90 plus four and 90 plus one. And one ugly against Dundee United, which got us a lot of very dramatic phone calls that night. Uh, let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu. There's been a significant update today because we all know the Callum McGregor situation. Jota missed training the day before the visit of RB Leipzig. So, basic question, Celtic fans. How much does that worry you? How big a blow would that be? Uh, and if he doesn't make it, who takes his place? Because he does still have a chance it will be decided tomorrow. It's a muscle fatigue injury. Uh, and Ange Postacoglu says Callum McGregor's Champions League experience will be missed. However, he's looking for other players to step up in his absence. So what do you think, Celtic fans? Who takes Callum McGregor's place? What did you make of the way they went about it at the weekend? And... Uh, what do you make of this Jota business? I hope it's not trial and error, mate, because I spend a hell of a lot of time thinking about football and doing what I do, so uh, there's a little bit of methodology that goes into it. But um, look, I said before, you know, it, 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 I guess with Callum, you know, when we're talking about the things we're talking about, he's one that has that experience at this level and, and he knows what's required to win a game, even at Champions League level and, you know, at international level. So he's used to that sort of environment. He thrives in it. Now, you can't replace that because that you can only learn uh, by experiencing it. So, you know, there's that's where we're going to have to, you know, just get other guys to, to hopefully uh, take a leap forward and, and, and show that sort of, um, <clears throat> I guess, experience that, that maybe doesn't exist right now in that kind of environment. But in terms of our style of play... I still think, you know, we have players within the group that, you know, we can compensate for, for missing Callum. How big a blow would it be to go into that game without Jota and how much worse is it, the fact that Callum McGregor also won't play? Yeah, um, losing Callum McGregor is a big setback. 
Um, they went to St Johnson, won the game on Saturday, and there wasn't really a like for like replacement. No. Matt O'Reilly sort of dropped in a wee bit deeper than he would normally play. Played well, Hatati played well. Haksabanovic came in to a, a sort of, un, you know, for us viewing him an unusual position, and played well. But St Johnson at McDermott Park and RB Leipzig at Celtic Park are two very different challenges. Gordon, so we're fascinated to see what Ange Postecoglou does tomorrow night. We're fascinated to see if Jota. Is fit to start the game. Came off at half time, muscle fatigue. You, you know, it, it's an sort of unusual phrase for a manager to use. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And if he doesn't make it, what is the sort of makeup of that front six for Celtic? Could you see Kyogo and Giacomakis together, say with an Abada or a Haksabanovic or a Maeda or a Forrest? And does he feel for a challenge like RB Leipzig that an Abelgard? Or a McCarthy Or a fit again Turnbull Or an Aaron Moy Are a better bet in there Alongside O'Reilly and Hattandi We'll answer the man 01419511025 Celtic fans How big a blow would it be To be without Jota uh, Do you think he'll make it Who would take his place Who will take Callum McGregor's place All the usual questions Ahead of a huge Champions League game And of course we're looking back On the weekend as well So Rangers fans What is the deal with Antonio Cholak Constantly scoring doubles in the league It's a nice situation to be in uh, Will he eventually get some game time uh, From the start in the Champions League As the week progresses Let us know 0141 And we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna's here Jim Duffy as well It's 0141 And doing many things at once Looking back on the weekend's Big talking points So what did you make Of your team's performance Whether it was good Bad Or somewhere in the middle And what about The small matter Of these Champions League games Celtic fans A big doubt over Jota How Annoying Is that for you Who would you have Take his place You also need someone To take Callum McGregor's place As well And uh, what about That last gasp win Against St Johnson A good thing A sign of champions uh, Or any concerns About the lack of Chance taking Let us know right now Rangers fans What about you then Much more comfortable uh, At the weekend uh, Some of the fringe players Coming in if you like Well not fringe players But players that didn't play uh, From the start Against Liverpool Coming in Making an impact what, you, what did you make of them Have they done enough To keep their place In the team 01419511025 Now I should have said this At the top of the show If I was doing my job properly um, But I'm sure you'll know Scotland women's national team Take on Republic of Ireland In the World Cup playoffs Tomorrow at Hamden So tomorrow night There could be A place at the World Cup uh, In the bag Now every person Who makes it on air tonight Goes into the draw To win a pair of tickets To the game We've actually got Two pairs to give away So two callers Will win their way to the game And we'll announce the winners Before the end of the show So if you fancy Going to the game On us Tomorrow night Pick up the phone And just come on And make a point To the panel That is all uh, You need to do 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Not a great deal To tell you over there At the moment um, Ange Postacoglu says He thinks they will Start taking their chances Celtic As long as they keep Creating them Says it's much more Important to get them uh, And miss them Than not be Creating them at all yeah, again, I think it's similar to, to winning games. You know, you, yeah, the more sort of you give yourself an opportunity to score goals, the more likely is you'll get them. Um, a much more difficult problem would be if we weren't creating chances at all, because then you'd be saying, well, 
you know, with a few chances we have, we have to score. Because ultimately, if you want to win games, you have to score goals. There's, there's no other way of going about it. So um, if we're creating chances and not taking them, I think the more we consistently do that, eventually we will take our chances. Uh, I think we have players in the group who can do that. Um, but, you know, if we weren't creating the chances and we're relying on, you know, one or two opportunities a game, I think that's where it becomes a little bit more, you know, challenging. Uh, so the big news today was that Jota uh, failing to train ahead of Leipzig. Laurie is a Celtic fan on the line. Laurie, how much of a blow would that be for you if he doesn't make it? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, as much as been, he has been uh, very impressive domestically, uh, I, I really haven't noticed that he's achieved a great deal at European level. Uh, so I don't know how much a, a blow that will be in all truthfulness. I, I do think that with the game uh, tomorrow, what I will say uh, after s- the performance against St. Johnson, that Big Ange, his mantra uh, has been proven. Uh, you know, we never stop running. What do you make, Jim, of... I mean, Leipzig was the game that Jota scored in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know say he's not done anything. Mm-hmm. Not done anything in Europe or not, not achieved much in Europe sort of thing. I had also seen that he'd maybe been a... Celtic fans phoning in here or tweeting saying he'd been a bit quiet recently I don't know how big a blow is it ultimately tomorrow I mean listen you, you take um, any any um, player over a concerted period of time you know we, we, we are you know probably the greatest nation on earth for, for either judging someone in one game whether it's good or bad we go over the top if it's a good game and you know we're really critical if it's a bad game but I think Jota's um, performances um, since he came to Celtic uh, have been sensational uh, I don't think like like Celtic, you know, you know, obviously the the away leg um, against Shakhtar, Celtic played very well, and Jot was a big part of that. But the other games, you know, I, th- I don't think there's many Celtic players have played right at the the, the top level, and uh, Jota being among them. But I, I would still say that he would be absolutely nailed on if he's if he's fit um, to to be in that starting lineup. And I think he'd be crucial as well. I mean, he is, um, you know, a crowd pleaser. Um, he does lift, lift the fans, but he's, he's such a creative, positive player. And it's one of the hardest jobs to do, and Laurie will know that, being a, a long-time Celtic fan, is taking risks. It's easy to pass the ball back and square. It's more difficult to go and keep taking opponent after, on after, uh, you know, time after time, and, and and having shots and having crosses, and that creative um, element is 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 one of the most difficult things to do. Not just from the a technical point of view, but from the psychological point of view. If it's not quite going your way, to mm. keep trusting yourself and keep trusting your talent to keep going. It wasn't a particularly important award we were giving out last mm-hmm. week, if you can call it that, Roger. It was just a. A sort of hypothetical We're talking about Callum McGregor And if you're, if you're judging How big the blow is To be without him We were asking You know Is that the last player You'd want to lose If you were Ange Postacoglin A couple of the pundits said Yeah it is And if it's not him It's either You know He's first or second If you like And everyone mentioned Carter Vickers and Jota They three As being like the, the, If you could Wrap anyone in cotton wool And make sure They're always fit It would be those three Now it looks like Celtic may go into A game of this magnitude Without two of them Big squad, yes. Other players waiting in the wings, yes. But it's hardly ideal, is it? No, listen. The manager admitted as much in Friday, Gordon, when he said it would take two or three players to replace Callum McGregor. In fact, he's irreplaceable, he said. So that that tells you that you know, you're know you right to think along those lines. Um, having Carter Vickers back was hugely important to Celtic. Um, they just don't look as solid defensively without him. doesn't matter who's there, whether it's Starfield or Welsh or Jens or whoever. 
Carter Vickers has emerged really as the mainstay of that Celtic back four. And having him back is a major bonus. But but losing Jota would be a setback. I know the point Laurie makes, but you know, you know, he did score last week. And when you see, you know, for me, Maeda is a bit out of form. Forrest hasn't been seen too often. Haxabanovich was seen in a different position at the weekend. Abada missed out last midweek and then missed a big chance at Perth at the weekend. So going into a game of such importance, and it is a game of such importance because if Celtic are to progress from this group, Gordon, they will need back-to-back yeah. home wins against Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk. Going in without Jota would be a blow. Laurie, like many, floated the idea that there needs to be something different in the style mm. from domestic mm. to Europe. Ange Postacoglu simply doesn't do that, Jim. We're used yeah. to this by now. With that in mind, did, did we learn anything about Callum McGregor's successor for tomorrow night at the weekend as Roger says they actually just played another attacker and just yeah. sort of shuffled things around would he do that again tomorrow? No, no I don't think he can afford to do that because um, Leipzig were terrific uh, and uh, you know going forward the, 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 you know they, they looked very susceptible uh, uh, defensively uh, Gordon you know Celtic in particular in the first half created a good number of chances and when they pressed them they looked nervy they gave the ball away but the likes of Nkunku uh, and Silva their full backs Rom and, uh, and, and Simica you know getting forward all the time they were very progressive in, in the final third and, and, and looked a real threat at times pace you know they've got talented players uh, and, and so I think Celtic have to be secured defensively we know the atmosphere that Celtic Park will drive the team on, will give them that extra yard in terms of energy. But sometimes that that kind of you know mm. overriding aspect to attack can leave yourself exposed. So yeah. Celtic for me, whether it's Abigail and McCarthy possibly, with two sitting midfielders mm-hmm. um, and just giving that a wee bit of extra protection with O'Reilly there and maybe leaving out Hatati. You know, obviously they'll still get the decision to make if Jota's fit or not. But um I, I think they need to put it at least one, but preferably two, sitting midfield players, um, and and they still that still leaves them four attackers plus a fullback mm. to go and go and support. Yeah. But they can't leave themselves as exposed as they did in the second half against Leipzig. What do you think, Celtic fans? Who gets the nod to replace Callum McGregor if Jota is missing? How big a blow is that? Who would replace him? All of these types of questions ahead of tomorrow. And if you're looking back on the weekend, you can do that as well. Thank you to Laurie oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Uh, let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He says he's delighted with Antonio Cholak's form so far. He's got 13 goals in all competitions. He keeps getting doubles in the league. Morelos has played the last couple of Champions League games. Uh, but the manager's happy with what he's seeing. Uh, of course, we uh, we wanted wanted him to have a, have a have a good start because we... We, I was happy that we had him really early in pre-season because we knew, of course, Morelos wasn't uh, uh, ready for the beginning of the campaign. And, of course, with the Champions League qualifiers already uh, really early in the season, I think he uh, he had to uh, perform really well from the beginning, which which he did. And uh, I'm very happy with his, uh, with his performances. And... Uh, you know, all he has to do now is keep continuing and 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 keep the, giving uh, the team the performances he did today. Stephen is a Rangers fan on the line. Stephen, I like to be original. Don't like to repeat myself if possible, but it's pretty tough because every week Antonio Cholak seems to be scoring twice in the league, and then he doesn't necessarily play at the week uh, in the Champions League, and we sort of keep going over it. Is it different this week? Gordon, hi Gordon and the panel. Gordon, it simply has to be. 
it's clearly evident that Wee Morelis isn't even, he's nowhere near match fit. Even in Saturday there when he came on, he was struggling to get to 50-50 balls. Um, for me, Kovacs is razor sharp. And, and, and Jim will tell you, being a manager, every manager keeps telling you the same thing. If, if someone's on for him, it's very hard to drop them. Yeah, our manager seems to do that. Except this time, the only chance Rangers have got, if they have any chance at all, Liverpool are certainly shipping goals. And, and I know that's against supposed to be far higher calibre opposition. I get that. But the fact is, Rangers are at Ibrox in front of their massive fan base. He simply has to have a go at them. And, and we, we, there's nobody better than now than Kolax. The guy's banging for him, banging in form. And, and scoring goals for fun. And the other wee guy, Gordon, for me, he simply has to start him on the right. It's been a problem position for us. He has to start with Sakala. I don't see him dropping Kent, I need to be honest. But weak Sakala's got to play on the wing. The guy was exceptional at the weekend. Roger, you Roger, you take the Cholak point. Yeah, and uh, if I am Antonio Cholak, and I've scored two against Indy United, and I've scored two against Hearts, and I've scored two against St Mirren, I'd be getting a bit peeved if I kept getting left out for the big glamorous European games. And there's no more glamorous European game than Liverpool at Ibrox. So uh, I think the manager needs to be fair to his top scorer and start them against Liverpool. Also... You hear the word narrative and how it can set in And by the way, this has come from, I think, Rangers fans as well And, and maybe outsiders This notion, and it's set in very quickly That, ah yeah, but Antonio Chot, you know, he's, he's, he's just a poacher Or he's just a penalty box striker I wonder if that's even fair You look, you look, One of you gave him Yeah, I gave him the goal the, of the, the second goal, yeah It wasn't, wasn't a poacher's goal It no. wasn't the goal of somebody who just stands there and knocks rebounds into the net Yeah, he showed that striker's instinct with the first one um, and yes, of course, he maybe doesn't hustle and bustle and try to bully centre backs the way Morelos does. But have we already a couple of weeks into this guy's career, maybe unfairly labelled him as well? No, I'm not too sure about that, Gordon. To be honest, I think Rangers supporters probably appreciate what he's brought to the team this season, and you wonder where Rangers would be domestically without mm. his goals this season. I think they do value him. I think you know we had a lot of calls last Monday, which surprised me. People saying they wanted Morelos Rangers fans saying they wanted Morelos to start at Anfield More than a lot of calls Every caller yeah. who phoned and in Morelos ahead did of the game. And he didn't lay a glove on Liverpool So I think it's now I do think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Owes it to Cholak To give him a start And I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Owes it to the Rangers fans To name a team on Wednesday night That's going to have a go at Liverpool Now It doesn't guarantee you anything You could still lose 2-0 Like you did last week he could maybe lose 3-0 or 4-0 or 4-1 or whatever. But I just think, as Stephen says, a Sakala one side, Kent the other side, Cholak through the middle and have a go. Yeah, they will, they will have a go. There's no doubt about it. And Cholak will play. But I, I, I must admit, taking the Liverpool game the, the last time round, I had no issue with Morelos playing. In theory, mm-hmm. you know, he knew he wouldn't have too much possession and yep. he's thinking when, when we release the ball we'll be under pressure we need somebody to hold it up and that's Morelis, one of Morelis' yeah. strengths it didn't work out mm-hmm. it didn't work out and no, no, but I, I suppose that's the thing the, the lead up to the game as a manager that's what you'd yeah, be thinking it, it's, not, it's not so much about looking back now and mm-hmm. saying those were mistakes mm-hmm. it's about 
Can you do that again? Because with every game that Jolak yeah. scores twice, mm. it becomes harder yeah. to, to do. Oh no, surely. that's what I'm saying. I, I, you know, this time round, absolutely, Jolak will play. And 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 Stephen saying he's looking to Cala to play. That might happen as well. I, I'm I'm with with, with Roger. The, the, I mean, Rangers are currently out. The, you know, the the group at this stage with no chance of staying in Europe. The only way they can do that is be throwing everything at it. I would have liked to have thought this was the one opportunity that he could change his system and go four four two and play Morelis and Cholak. Mm, you know, I don't think it will happen, but I think this is the one time it could, and then have a little bit of a more of a narrower midfield. So, see, you've got Jack Lundstrom and say Arfield with either either Kent if he's wanting to play him if he's not although he's not in top form or Sakala, mm. and still have that security midfield. But but then have a go because. Liverpool is, is Stephen saying doesn't matter who they're playing they're leaking goals yeah. they are leaking what, goals they're fragile at the back what about that Stephen because maybe we learned a lesson a bit last week we had a lot of talk about maybe Liverpool were there for the taking and we learned that clearly they're still very good but they did lose again at the weekend yes Arsenal are a top side at the moment but does it does it give you a, even a, a slight hint that, that Rangers might be able to find some success if they go for it absolutely Gordon <clears throat> As the guys have said, Rod Jum Jam, if, if our manager plays we okay, we we kinda struggle a bit in midfield when it comes to legs and pace. But if he plays with Lindstrom Jack, uh, and and listen, ideally I think a lot of fans would love to see Kolak's playing up front along with Morelis. Our manager's made it perfectly clear he's not going to do that. So You've got to play with guys that have got pace, and there's maybe better if Kent gets on. If, if Kent wants away at all and he's coming to end his contract, surely to goodness these are the games he's he's, he's want to try and play. We Sakala for me was easily man of the match on Saturday. He, 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 he runs his tails off every time he's on the park, and he's not had a lot of uh, time under Gio. But on Saturday there, especially in the second half, for a guy that's no been getting a lot of games. He, he, he was clearly trying to impress his manager to what he did so mm-hmm. for me if you're going to have a go at them you've got to run at them with pace and with that crowd behind us I'm, I'm perfectly sure we can cause them bother there's no doubt about it thank you very much sorry Jim we'll leave it there we're a bit late for this break thank you very much though to Stephen uh, he goes into the hat as well remember every caller who makes it on air into the hat with two pair of tickets to give away to Scotland Women's World Cup playoff against Ireland tomorrow night we will take more of your calls next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Ah, Monday night, even busier than they used to be. We used to spend Monday nights arguing about refereeing decisions that had taken place <laughs> at the weekend. Now it's all about the Champions League. We've changed, Roger Hanna. Yeah, we there's have. time to argue about refs over the weekend. Some Mung fans in phone in because there was oh, definitely maybe. never a penalty mm. against Rangers for the Declan Gallagher. Perhaps, I'm mm-hmm. sure there would be some others out there as well. There's always something doing. Um, but understandably, it's exciting to look forward to Champions League games as well. Uh, just before the break, we had a Rangers fan on saying Cholak needs to play, Sakala needs to play. Uh, here's what the manager makes of Sakala at the moment after the weekend. Well, I'm really happy because the more options, the better for me. Uh, Fashion, you know, he uh, he had some really good uh, uh, subs, you know, especially in, in midweek. He uh, he came in really well against Hearts as well. So, you know, we wanted to give him uh, the chance to to play from the beginning, and uh, I think he was he was uh, really good. You know, he did what we expected, and uh, you know, if you use your speed, you know, I think the. 
the biggest improvement we have is that we uh, we are able now to use the speed we have up front, and that um, in 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 the last couple of weeks, you know, we didn't do that as well as we did the last couple of games against Hearts and 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 today, and uh, it makes it so much easier for the team when there is threat always up front, and I think of both uh, wingers today, and even with the chains with with Ryan, we 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 had that. Right, Graham, Rangers fan on the line, talk to us. What about the weekend? How does that? Ben, uh, how does it influence anything going forward to the Liverpool game? Uh, well, I think uh, Cholak plays, mate. I thought last maybe last week that Mariella should have played, but I think by Cholak's earned his right to play anymore. But I would like to ask Jim something. Jim, see when Rangers play them all on Wednesday, is it think of an in-between thing we can do? Rather than go for it and go all out attack, and rather than do what we done last week, sitting and invite them on, is there somewhere in between they could play? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's always that to concern, or no concern, that, that consideration, Graham. But I think when you're at Ibrox, you you know you, you you've been there these type of game. You know the the lead up to the game when the Champions League music comes in. You know the everyone is just the adrenaline is absolutely pumping through the veins. Very difficult to put to put the brakes on and say, right, this is how we're going to play this controlled game. So I think the first 15, 20 minutes, I would expect Rangers to get really after Liverpool. You've got to be a wee bit careful, of course, with the quality that Liverpool have got um, you know, on the counter. But for me, I think the first 15, 20, then the game might settle down. That's when, as you say, you might get that kind of in between because you're then thinking, right, OK, we're in the game. It's maybe 0-0 or whatever happens to be. Let, let's just pick our moments. But I think we just heard um, Giovanni speaking there and talking about the pace. And if you if you look, the one thing that Liverpool really plays a really high line and space is in behind their fullbacks. It doesn't look as if Trent Alexander's going to play. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold's going to play. Andy Robertson's not playing. And natural fullbacks, there's definitely spaces in in those areas, and that's where you could exploit mm. them with the pace. So for me, you get the barman right. But I think the first fifteen twenty minutes, Rangers have to set the tone and really get after Liverpool because there's no doubt Liverpool are not the same team they were a year mm. ago, eighteen months ago. Where is the balance, Roger? Because la- we can't fall into the same trap as exactly a week ago, saying ah, Liverpool are busted flush. They're not the team they used to be. And then you just see how comfortable they were within the game. So where's the line? Because they obviously aren't as good as they were, clearly. The English Premier League table tells you that. Your own eyes tell you that when you watch them. Where's the balance that, that um, Graham's looking for? Um, it's certainly more offensive than Rangers were last week. The, the 5-4-1 last week didn't, didn't do anything. And it certainly didn't do anything for the Rangers support who were down there watching it. So I think they need to roll up the sleeves. They're not going to be... You know, cavalier from the first whistle. There's not going to be bugles sounding in the Copeland Road. You know, the demanding Rangers simply charge at Liverpool defence. That's unrealistic. But as Jim says, you know, earlier on, they do need to be more positive. You know, the previous caller, Stephen, was calling for Cholak to play. Yep, I'd have that. Sakala to play. Yep, definitely. Whether it's Kent or whether it's Matondo on the other side, but it, you know, it needs to be the four-three-three or the four-two-three-one rather than a back five. The fans will get behind them if they show signs of attacking intent in the, you know, those early exchanges. And that's what they need to do. Does that include fashion Sakala, Graham? The problem with Sakala is he's either really good or really rotten. He's seen, like say Saturday was excellent, but you see in my other games it doesn't look much. But what about the boy go Scott Wright? He's got a bit of pace about him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's played European games for yeah. sure, Jim. You, you have to imagine Sakala 
is just ahead in the pecking order based on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's always a doubt. I said earlier on, we're one for instant judgment. You play well against it, man, at home. You're totally dominant of the ball with the ball and on the front foot. So, therefore, Sakala's got less defensive duties to do. Whereas he may well have a little bit more to do. So, as he switched on enough in that element, can the manager trust him? to get himself into back into defensive positions mm. required whereas Scott Wright you, you maybe see a similar sort of you know but he's got a little bit more I think um, of that knowledge sometimes very good sometimes very rotten or something along those lines was the, the assessment of Fashion Sakata a bit like a bit like the pundits in here to be honest Graham but thank you for taking the time let's squeeze one more in uh, Paul is a St Mirren fan now I've got a decision to make I can either Pretend that he answered your call Jim Duffy mm. And he stepped up to the plate Or admit the truth And that I think he had Already called in Before you mentioned no, it But anyway Paul <laughs> As a St Mirren fan uh, What did you make of the weekend? What did you take away from it? Well can I just say Before I get to my point The only way Rangers Will get balanced on Wednesday Is if they have a Nick Walsh Or an Andrew Dallas On the park Oh see I knew it Paul <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would be Annoying you So you're not having that penalty? No 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 well, It's not just that penalty uh, I read a tweet uh, yesterday that St Mirren have in the last 10 visits have con- well not conceded Rangers have been awarded 9 penalties in 10 visits now you can look at the 4 penalties of Andrew Dallas we all saw them none of them were penalties none Nick of them Walsh, Nick, no and 4 penalties against uh, Rangers uh, the, the, none of them were penalties at all they reviewed them they should have got 1 penalty that wasn't given who reviewed but them there was 4 penalties given under Andrew Dallas 2 were outside the box and the other 2 were dives well, I'm a, I remember the day, obviously I mean, I don't know how much We'll be able to go over those four incidents mm. From three, four years ago I, I, I can't remember them I would be surprised if all four Were 100% mistakes But Paul may be right He remembers them better than us Well, here's the beauty We won't have to worry about this for too much longer Because VAR is coming to the SPFL And as we've seen from the VAR down south and never mm. gets anything wrong <laughs> uh, Just for For yeah. a couple of reasons Paul I mean partly my own sanity And partly because It's already 5 to 7 And I'm running a bit late L- Let's limit ourselves To this one uh, If you can Rather than the, the ones previously No chance for you That should have been A penalty at the weekend I take it uh, No it was never a, I was at the game It was never a penalty Gallagher gets to the ball first The ball's clearly going away The Rangers player Falls over the ball Nobody in the stadium Is appealing for a penalty And Nick Walsh gives that it's an absolute joke of a decision And normally what I would say is that the Rangers fans get on your back The atmosphere at Ibrox can sometimes be intense But what happened there is Nick Walsh saw that Nobody else thought that was a penalty And he gave that And I just don't understand how he gets to that conclusion It's an interesting one Roger Because whether people claim or not That doesn't guarantee anything either way But as Paul says Just to quickly stick up for opposition fans who go there you tend to hear a lot when, when the home fans want something When they want a decision yeah. Like I don't know how much that, that matters In your assessment of the, the incident So forget the noise You wouldn't have heard it Has Paul got a case where St Mirren hard done by? Yeah I'm not sure it was a penalty kick To be honest with you um, he, he does sort of lunge in But he does win the ball I think um, Nick Walsh a decent distance away from it as well um, Referees will say they're not influenced by crowd noise Of course they are um, which made it all the more surprising that he actually gave it in this instance. But in St Mirren's defence, when I saw the highlights, they did well. Alan McGregor had to make a good few saves. They've hit the woodwork from Curtis Main. They're going very well. And you might have heard they beat Celtic a couple of weeks ago. They've just played Rangers. 
they now have a run of fixtures that I mm. think they can pick up points in and they're already in fourth place in the Premiership table. It could be a good mm. be run for Sunburn before we the World Cup break. Quickly, Jim, mm. we will never know. You just can't what impact it would have had in the game if any Rangers won by a very convincing scoreline, yeah. which might suggest that it wouldn't have made much difference. But other yeah. people would say, ah, but at that moment in the game and all the rest of it. So well, it does it does change the complexion of the game. You know, if you go for two nothing down, you know what I mean. It just knocks your stuff in it. You give the other team belief, gets the fans all behind them, all that sort of thing. So no, it was never apparently. I thought it was a perfectly timed tackle with Declan Gallagher. He's anticipated, um, and I think it was Cholak fell over the top of him. I think the referee got it absolutely hundred percent wrong. Ah, because Roger says, well, if he arson, we won't need to worry too much. Thank you to Paul. If it cheers you up, Paul, you're into the hat for the tickets to the. Scotland Women's National Team World Cup playoff against Republic of Ireland tomorrow as well as everyone who phones in tonight and makes a point will be it's already that time quick first hour let me get this up and running Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Ah, clean slate on Beat the Pundit Let's see what a new week can bring If you want to take on Jim Duffy or Roger Hanna You need to call before 7 o'clock And I've not left you much time 01419511025 And we'll play next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Play one super scoreboard Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141 And remember every caller who makes it through To speak to the guys tonight Goes into the hat for a pair of tickets We're giving away two pairs uh, To Scotland women's game against Ireland Tomorrow at Hamden It's a World Cup playoff Now don't get me wrong It is an extremely difficult and confusing playoff process mm-hmm. But in theory If they win tomorrow They could be off to the World Cup So a great night of celebration um, If it goes to plan and like I say, as long as you get on air to make a point to the guys, you'll win the hat to be along there. So pick up that phone. We've been talking Jota's injury. We've been talking Celtic's late winner at the weekend. Leipzig tomorrow. Uh, Rangers, Cholak keeps scoring in the league. Will he get the nod in the Champions League? Fashion Sakala, all the rest of it. And more still to come. So 0141-951-1025. Always find time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, beat the Pundit time. We're, we, I think we finished with a, a Pundit victory on Friday, was it? A Kenny Miller tie-break, I believe. So let's see uh, if we can get the week off to a winning start with Andrew, who's from Glasgow but in Carlisle. How's it going, Andrew? I'm not bad, thanks. Have you ever played before, Andrew? No, first time for oh, good. So, what is this? You're, you're in Carlisle, and this is some sort of sound of home for you. I basically, I always listen to it on the app when I'm diving in and wanting to play. But this is my first time actually. Good. Up. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've done it. Right. If it heads, it will be Roger Hannah. Tails, it will be Jim Duffy. You've not played in a while, Roger. Have no, you? no, no, no. Didn't think so. Uh, heads, it will be Roger. Tails, Jim. Your weight goes on, I'm afraid. Oh. Tails, yeah, Jim Duffy. Mm. Uh, against Andrew from Glasgow in Carlisle. So we'll give you some Clyde 2 to listen to Jim, just so that you can't hear us. We'll put that nice and loud in his ear, Andrew. I'll put 30 seconds on the clock and just basically answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know, okay? No problem, Jim. Right, let's go then. Your time starts now. Who was fouled for Rangers' penalty on Saturday? Morello. Name the last side Celtic faced in the knockout round of the Champions League in 2013. Copenhagen. Name either Scottish Premiership side that Ross Callaghan played for before Ross County. Morello. 
Uh, name any team in Scotland's qualification group apart from Spain or Norway. Pass. Which Scottish League 2 team play their home games in Coat Bridge? Uh, Albion Rovers. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, are you ready? Yep. Who was fouled for Rangers' penalty on Saturday? Kolach. And name the last side Celtic faced in the knockout round of the Champions League in 2013. Um, Barcelona. Name either Scottish Premiership side that Ross Callaghan played with before Ross County. Hearts. Um, name any team in Scotland's qualification group apart from Spain or Norway. Cyprus. Which Scottish League 2 team play their home games in Coke Bridge? Albion Rovers. Who scored a brace in the only old firm match of the season so far? Um, Kyogo. Okay, Andrew, how did it go? Not very well. Not very well, he says. He always plays in the car, driving down. It's harder in person. It was Cholak that was fouled, although uh, I can hear Paul, the St Mirren fans, shouting his roots. <laughs> yeah. If you listen carefully, saying he wasn't fouled. Yeah. You know what I mean, though. Uh, the, the, the alleged foul in Paul's mind was um, on Antonio Cholak. So 1 0 to Jim. Uh, 2013 Champions League knockout round Was it Zenit? No it was Juventus Oh Yeah Is that not yeah. Tony Watt Barcelona Through to play Juve Yeah mm-hmm. uh, So 1-0 to Jim at this point Ross Callaghan played for Either St Johnston Or Hearts Before Ross County So it goes 2-0 yeah, like the Hamel, but they were not, not Yeah it goes 2-0 to Jim Duffy um, Getting a bit worried for you At this point Andrew It's not looking good is it? A defeat I can handle But I don't like a zero I don't like zeros I like to be I like to be a bit more generous to the, the listeners. Uh, name any team in Scotland's group apart from Spain or Norway. I don't know who we've upset to get draws like this, but mm. there we are. Spain and all they bring, Erling Haaland and Norway. Uh, Georgia or Cyprus would be the others. So it's 3-0, Jim Duffy. And you did save some face, Andrew. You at least knew your Coatbridge knowledge. Albion Rovers play there. So you got one on the board. But unfortunately, Jim Duffy get four hard lines, Andrew. The next question... Oh, you're not going to be that easy. The next question is, will Celtic do better than that tomorrow? I know you're a Celtic fan. How do you feel about the game? They've got to do better than that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's a hard one with Callum McGregor. I think that'll be a big miss. Yeah, I mean, we've been hearing Ange Postacoglu saying Jota could be missing as well. How, How big a blow is that one? I don't think it's as bad as McGregor. He doesn't offer as much in Europe, I don't think, compared to domestically, but I'd be more worried about McGregor than I was Jota. Oh, by the way, on that, here's the seamless transition to cover up my mistake. We're talking about Celtic's wingers. It was Leela Bada who got the brace well, in the old firm game. We didn't get that far. So there we go. Um, Andrew says it's not as big a blow to miss Jota, which, fine, you can look at that any way you want because it just means that maybe Cal McGregor's Huge miss and, and Jota mm. somewhere behind that. Who takes his place? Go like for like, Haktabanovic, Maeda. I think Maeda. I think Maeda will play in the left. Just if if um, Jota's not finished, just because I say that he, he works so hard and obviously Simica, the, the full back, mm-hmm. he was terrific in forward. So I think Maeda will match him. Um, Haktabanovic, you know, possibly it could be a bad and Kyogo, but well, Giannimakis, you're talking about Kolak scoring, there's Giannimakis, yeah. he's got to be full of confidence scoring the. Uh, the dying seconds winner again so would he be an option Roger the th- the weird one about the timing for this is it feels like ha- well Haksabanovic already got the nod away yeah. to Shakhtar Donetsk he then was probably one of Celtic's bright sparks at the weekend 
But Leela Bada wasn't available for religious reasons for the trip to Leipzig, and he comes back in. So we'll be interesting in that area to see who gets there. Well, fascinating, and I know what Jim means about playing the sort of double pivot, whether it's Garden McCarthy, or whether it's Moy and O'Reilly, or, or whatever. I'm not sure Ange will see it like that. He might see it that this is a must win for Celtic. He will have ambitions still of the last 16. You mentioned Juventus there during the quiz, the last time Celtic got beyond mm-hmm. the group stage in Europe nine years ago. He will fancy they can beat Leipzig and Shakhtar. As he said in his own audio, to do that, they need to score goals. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if it's Hatati, O'Reilly, and Haksabanovic, maybe Abada, Giacomakis. Could you see Kyogo in a wider role? Mm. Uh, Andrew, how, how do you fancy Celtic tomorrow? I feel like the confidence was sky high a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know, maybe not quite as high from some of our callers now. How do you feel? Uh, I don't know. More hopeful than confident, I would say, but I think they have a chance with the Celtic fans and stuff, and I would definitely start Akhtavanovic or Maida. I just don't rate him very much at all. He reminds me a lot of the guy that played for Scotland, uh, Ollie Buck, with all the pace in the world, but just can't put a ball in the box. Yeah, I'm not detecting... Again, I just live my footballing life through the callers <laughs> and the, the tweeters to this show. I'm not detecting a lot of love right now for Maeda from Celtic fans. Listen, you know what I've, I've said many times. Uh, you know, since he went to the team, that he's not a natural finisher. That's that's not his role. His role was that he works very hard for the team. He puts other team uh, players under pressure. He suits the style that um, the manager wants to play by, the, by the, the way he presses and he forces teams into mistakes. And other players maybe capitalise on that. So he's maybe one of those players that. The, the the team appreciate maybe a little bit more the the than the fans, but um, he he seems to be a guy that uh, you know the and Poster calls a lot of faith in. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does play. I know what Roger's saying, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy that gets a nod if Jota is missing. It's funny, Jim as well. You go back to his debut against Hibs after the winter break in January. He looked like a natural goal scorer yeah. all that night, and you can see, you know, it, obviously that's not his role, mm-hmm. but he does have an important role to play in the team. And the point you make, I thought Simakin was that a terrific yeah. performance, yeah. a right back bombing on last yeah. week. Maybe Maeda is best placed to try and cut that out at source. If you like, uh, all right, Andrew. Thank you very much. Enjoy. The rest of your evening Hopefully we've not ruined it too much A good win for Jim Duffy uh, On Beat the Pundit there Andrew though He called in He spoke to the panel Even though it was Beat the Pundit So he too goes into the draw For the tickets to The women's game tomorrow night We'll look at that In a bit more detail uh, Later on this hour Because it is going to be uh, Hopefully A very successful night But certainly a big one Either way uh, Let's quickly pick up on Something the guys were talking about With Matthew In Coat Bridge What's I think one of the guys maybe floated this at Matthew. What's your suggestion if um, Jota is out? Well, if Jota was out, I didn't know. Uh, like I just, you know, you guys made mm-hmm. going ultra attacking and playing Kyogo on the left instead of me either playing Jackson Marcus in the mid, and then I don't know, maybe actually whoever wants on the right and and then the, wherever in midfield. But I was just thinking maybe he goes ultra attacking and maybe just plays Kyogo on the left instead of Amaeda. Yeah, yeah. The one the one time I can remember, I think everyone that sticks out was when he played my uh, Kyogo off the left against Rangers. Now this was way back. It was Odson Edward for goodness sake that played through the middle, and it was a very different Celtic team then. But Ange Postecoglou did say that day it was a mistake. He admitted it because they've evolved They're a bit further on. Is it more likely that he would do that again? I think it's a different game. The team has evolved. You're another year and a bit on, probably, from that game. 
Um, I think Kyogo can fulfil that role. And it's a bit like the Rangers fans talking about, you know, Morelos and Cholak together. Um, I, I think there's a sense of intrigue among Rangers fans about what it would look like for Cholak and Cholak, can't even say it, Cholak and Morelos to play together, Gordon. And I think Matthew's right. I think there's a, there's a sense of intrigue now among a lot of Celtic supporters, what it would look like Giacomakis and Kyogo playing together. Kyogo's been superb in his Celtic career, but a lot of Celtic fans will tell you, I think goals per minute, does Giacomakis not exceed him? Is this, we, we're having a lot of um, debates about can Cholak and Morelos play together? Mm-hmm. Most of the pundits say no. Is this a bit different as, as Kyogo's, just stylistically, not saying who's mm-hmm. better or worse or whatever, but just stylistically is... Is this combination more likely? Well, first of all, I think they can play together. That's the other thing for the two strikers. Here we go, I'll you add work, you to the list then. Provided you work on it in the training, that's it. You work with twin strikers. It's not it's not the, the most complicated system to work. But most top clubs now prefer the, the extra man in midfield. That's what it, the, the, the boils down to. Um, as far as Celtic's concerned, yeah, Kyogo could probably play it there. I don't think he will. Um, I think he's, he's obviously much better playing on the shoulder uh, of defenders. Um, but Giamakis, is, as I said, is a, a terrific alternative for Celtic, and I think that's the decision that the the manager will have to make. If Jota's not fit, you know, listen, he's got James Forrest, he's got Abada, he's got Maida, he's got Habsavanovic, he, he's he's got plenty of options if he wants to go down that route. Um, I think Taylor will come back in. I think uh, is, is left back. Yeah, Bernabe uh, did well at the weekend. Didn't yeah, he? but I think Taylor's been again one of Celtic's top performers this season. I, I think he deserves to be in the team, and I think he will be in the team. Um, so you know, listen, it's one of those ones. But you know, here Matthew there saying, you know, throw throw everything at it, throw the kitchen sink at it, go go with all guns blazing, take a real risk. But I think you then got to be you'll be very disrespectful to Leipzig. Yeah, Leipzig. I think they're a, a better team this year than they were last year. I think they're, they're top players, as we mentioned, in Kunku in particular, and Silva. Um, or, or, or maybe right now, I think they're playing better. They, were, they weren't at the start of this season. No, they weren't. I don't know, as the manager. Yeah, the them tra- a- yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I, I, listen, three or four weeks ago, I would have fancied Celtic it all day long. But with Marco Rose taking over, he changed the system slightly. Um, the fans have got behind them. There's a now confidence and belief in the players. So I think. You've got to be respectful, as I've said. Yeah. Their biggest strength is their attacking prowess. You can't just go and leave all that space for those players to exploit because they uh, will exploit it. I mean, Matthew, on this show at the weekend, uh, Jackie Marcus was getting a little bit of criticism for his all-round performance. Some of the guys felt it wasn't his best day, but then he pops up with a winner. So is that is that sometimes, you know, enough to give him a real boost and, and maybe send him into this one in, in a good place? I don't, the only reason I brought it up is because obviously Jota. There's a doubt. I mean, I think going to be I was just thinking, my either's not really playing mm-hmm. fantastically well at the minute, and I was just thinking the other option. And I thought, and all out attack, like why not Kyogo and Jackie Marcus and that. Listen, it's as good a suggestion as any and we find out tomorrow. Thank you for taking the time, Matthew. Much appreciated. Uh, you go into the draw for those women's tickets tomorrow as well. Speaking of People who did or did not do well at the weekend It's Roger Hanna's turn in the hot seat His team of the week is up there On the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Twitter At Clyde SSB Doing that every week this year uh, Thanks to Clyde Built Home Improvements For giving you the chance to win a current or retro football kit of your choice If you head to Clyde1.com Any controversial ones? I don't think so No Give us a flavour Producer Callum and Mark Wilson will be very happy Because there is a sprinkling of Dundee United well, players in there understandable I think the, the main source of stick I was getting On social media earlier Was the omission of Fashion Sakala 
Mm. Overlooked Right anyway uh, Ricky is a Rangers fan He's got some thoughts ahead Of the Champions League this week And we'll speak to him Right after these Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy Are here very quickly I'll set up this teaser And then we'll bring in Ricky Who's a Rangers fan Who's been hanging on for ages must admit, it's a brutal question as well. Absolutely brutal. Uh, Martin, Burns, Martin Burns sent this one in, right? Can you name, wow, the last 10 players who've started for a winning team in the Scottish Cup final and they've beaten one of their former teams to win the match? Whew. Wow. I think Gordon. once you start seeing them. So can you name the last 10 players have started for the winning team in a Scottish Cup final team. But they've beaten one of their former teams to win the game. So Craig Gordon is a sort of it's wrong, yeah. but I can at least see your thinking. Yeah. He was the opposite way, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, played he, for Hearts. He, he played the losing team. Hey, Lee Griffiths. No. No. Oh. Um, right, let's go. Darren McGregor. Yes. Show me you're working. Yeah. Oh, Hibs and Rangers. Exactly. Yeah. Score uh, played in the final for Hibs, and it was against Rangers, who he used to play for. I did not No offence to Jim I thought you would have been Straight out of the traps You mean no offence It's very oh, offensive But he's oh, it? That, 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 that was terribly offensive He's condescending as well It was that, oh, I thought so oh, Hold right Okay well here's your Ma, choice listen, John McLaughlin I'm, I'm deflated now. Here's your choice Do you want to be known As much of an anorak <laughs> As this guy Because we can arrange listen, that You've given it with one hand You're taking Nobody it Nobody wants to be an anorak Like this guy John McLaughlin ah, Look at him redeeming himself Over there Well done Right we'll get the rest As the show goes on But Ricky has been hanging on For ages Ricky sorry What are you thinking about Champions League this week I've been hanging on that long my arms are killing me <laughs> uh, I just wanted to speak to the panel uh, basically what, what, what I think is uh, I, I think the Angels are showing more fear and more respect, they're showing more fear more respect to Liverpool than they are Napoli when Napoli are the team that are punishing everybody we played Napoli we went toe to toe with them we took penalties took uh, they took a red card for, for for the game to change, but then we, we go and play Liverpool and we just park the bus. And I just think, what, what's going on here? If we, I just think, if the Rangers go and play uh, Liverpool the way they played Napoli, it'd be a totally different outcome. I quite like that comparison. You know, we've, fair enough. Rangers haven't gone to Rome yet. The way no. that, that they went to, not to Rome to Naples, mm. I've done a Gordon Diel there. Uh, the way that they. Um, yeah. The way that they have to live No disrespect to Gordon of course Of course But <laughs> <laughs> Ricky is right Ranger, Whether Rangers won the game or not We know they didn't We know the penalties red card Rangers didn't play like they were fearing Napoli that night Did no. they? Um, is it maybe worth adopting that approach against Liverpool I, I think, Napoli think, better than Liverpool yeah. just now? Yeah I mean right this moment in time of course I mean they absolutely hammered uh, Liverpool But also I think the the, the you know the fact is that Ibrox is 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 Rangers are, are, are a, a different team entirely? I just think mentality, um, belief, you know, the fans um, behind them, the atmosphere, everything. Ricky, I think I think that's part of the reason. I think if Rangers go away to Napoli in the next game. I think that they, they will be a bit more conservative. That's for sure. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, at, at Ibrox against uh, you know, it doesn't matter how you look at them, they are fragile. They're, they're, there's no doubt about it. They've got to take the game. They've got to give everything. What's the point of sitting back and, you know, as you say, being conservative, parting the bus and then losing? 
You look at um, Liverpool's team and there's very, very few of them playing anywhere near. I mean, Mohamed Salah was substituted yesterday, looked very moody about it, but he's not playing anywhere near his best. You could go right through the Liverpool team and there's very, very few of them. So, yeah, listen, give it a go. I mean, go out with all guns blazing if you're going to go out, but, you know, make sure that, um, you, you know, you put Liverpool... Um, you, you ask questions of them which didn't happen at Anfield I mean Napoli have been a joke in their group so far Roger the amount of goals they're scoring I think they won 6-1 yesterday yeah, as well didn't they 4-1 uh, but, but 6 against Ajax midweek oh 6 against Ajax so you right. know of the of mm-hmm. the three opponents so far Rangers have conceded mm-hmm. the fewest um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's much of a, a trophy to win mm-hmm. but they're absolutely flying so you know are, are Liverpool now quite clearly the second best team in that group rather than Maybe the way people would have envisaged when it was drawn. Yeah, Napoli look head and shoulders above anything. You could see that from match day one, the way they dealt with Liverpool over there in the Diego Maradona Stadium. Um, They will win the group. Uh, Liverpool will believe they will go through as a second place team. Um, To do that, they might need something at Ibrox on Wednesday night. But I think these two home games against Liverpool and Ajax offer Rangers an opportunity at redemption in this group. Haven't scored a goal so far. They've conceded nine. If you'd said that to Rangers fans to start the group, they, to be honest, they, they would be disappointed at mm. the results so far. But there's a chance there, you know, to mm. restore a bit of pride. Home to Liverpool, home to Ajax. Yes, it'll be difficult in Naples. Of course it will. But I, I think Rangers in the second half of this campaign can look better than they did in the first. That said, Ricky, you could still see, you know, what how difficult Liverpool. Where last week Could you not Or is it totally different Because it's Ibrox Where are you getting The encouragement from No definitely There's no taking Anything away from Liverpool They're a world class team They're second best In, in Europe I just think uh, In current form Napoli Are The better team And we sh- we're showing Liverpool more fear And more respect Than, than we are Napoli mm-hmm. When they're destroying Everybody yeah, it was a whole group. We basically walked away with the with the best result, as, as bad as it was. We still walked away better than everybody else. I've got, an, I can just imagine a debate brewing over whether a four-one defeat or a three-nil defeat was better. Let's <laughs> let's not do that to ourselves. Um, yeah, I did. think performance. Thing. I think I think the Rangers yeah. did did put up a decent performance at home. But again, Ricky it, says there as was a the penalty, the red Ibrooks, card. Ibrooks is, you know, I think I think you know changes the you know the the aspect of how you approach the game, and I think that's the the, the difference between Rangers going down to Anfield and being at home to Napoli. But I agree 100% with Ricky. Napoli are the surprise package. There's no doubt you pick your maybe top five, six teams in the Champions League and then you throw Napoli in amongst them this year because they have been exceptional. Yeah, even Serie A as well. You know, Mm -hmm. flying, we mentioned the Mm -hmm. 4-1 at the weekend. Away away to Um, Cremonese. Cremonese. No Jack Hendry, that's obviously where they went wrong. Where is he, (laughs) by the way? He doesn't play, he just turns up for Scotland and does great things. Well, long may it continue. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was even on the bench yesterday. Maybe he's injured or something. I don't know. Anyway, we're off on a tangent. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, do enjoy the game when it comes around. Any more on that teaser then? Players that have started in this the last 10 to start in the Scottish Cup final and win it against their former team. So, like, John McLaughlin, most recently, Darren McGregor. Greg Taylor? No, Celtic what, never beat Kilmarnock in a Scottish Cup final. What about David Wallerspoon last year? St Johnson against Hibs? Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, David Weir, Rangers against Falkirk. Oh, wow. Now mm. we're going back. Well yeah. done. Yep, yeah, okay, we'll leave it there. We'll get the rest 
as the show goes on. By the way, it's full time at Clyde1.com. That's just your your email address there if you want to send a question in, uh, like Martin Burns has done tonight. Please do send it there, full time. Uh, Mikey Burns, oh, he's going to be in. I'm going to be in trouble. It's Mikey. I've just double checked the email. Sorry, Mikey. I've even changed your name. So Mikey Burns, uh, with that question there, um, full time at Clyde1.com, like we mentioned. Um, it came up briefly earlier on, and then I just spotted another link when we were talking about Napoli and the players that they have and the players that are flying. What about this group that Scotland got drawn in, Roger Hanna? Could it have been much worse? No, no it could not Spain are as good as any of the big European superpowers They've shown it by winning their group in the Nations League They're going to the Nations League finals next summer um, From the back where they could pick three or four world-class goalkeepers Right the way through the team to Marata at centre-forward They will provide a formidable opponent to Scotland Norway, now everyone talks about Erling Haaland and so they should. He's the best striker in the world at the minute. But, you know, Jim Duffy was mentioned when we came in. Martin Odegaard. Odegaard looked okay for Arsenal against Liverpool mm, yesterday, mm, didn't he? Okay. And then my old pal Christopher Ayer, yeah, yeah. Mohamed El Yunusi. You, you look through the team, they've got, they've got some decent players. We talked about Napoli there when Ricky phoned. Um, the unpronounceable Napoli winger who, who you know, has been terrorising Group A of the How Champions good is League. He, by the way, He's a fantastic player. I really would prefer not and for he, Scotland to not. He's in the Georgian team. Mm-hmm. And then when you think things can't get any worse, the first, is that the, how the, you would go for yeah, it? Yeah, the, the, the first name out of the heart, and what's supposed to be the Diddy Pot, <laughs> Gibraltar. You think, great, we'll get Gibraltar. We'll get six or seven yeah. off them, Jim. And they can't go into our group because they're not allowed to play Spain. Yeah. So they get popped to another group. <laughs> and then we get Cyprus, Cyprus who are yeah. full of the players that Neil Lennon fielded against Man United last week and only lost yeah. 3 2. Uh, I mean, Jim, in pot one, mm-hmm. you could have you maybe got. Switzerland, Poland, mm-hmm. Hungary, mm-hmm. even Denmark, very good. But we still, mm-hmm. well, we beat them a hand in the last time. You know, you get, you get Spain, right? Okay, mm-hmm. we were pot two, which is meant to be good. We're meant to have, mm-hmm. that's meant to have helped this yeah. Nations League thing. <laughs> Again, you look through. No, if you're Scotland, it you look through pot three. You could have mm-hmm. got Albania. You could have got Armenia. Mm-hmm. You could have got, I think, Romania. But no, Erling Haaland is mm-hmm. going to be rocking up at hand. And again, that. Th- that sort of continued for all the pots, didn't it? You know, mm-hmm. pot four has got some properly weak teams in it. Well, thankfully we'll get the sure. backup of exactly. a playoff. <laughs> but no, listen, I think the one thing you will say, uh, Gordon, is that you know bringing Haaland to, to Hamden and the Spanish team to Haaland, these are Hollywood fixtures. These yeah, are fi- these are fixtures just for the ticket sales. Yeah, exactly. They, they they won't need to try and sell those games. They will be absolutely sold out. The atmosphere will be electric mm. in these type of games. You know, all the young supporters are in are in the the, the country, and I think that's again because it encourages young fans because they'll look at Ellen Haaland and say, "I want to see him in the flesh." So they all want tickets. Yeah. So things like that, I think, will create um, you know uh, a new breed of supporter. Uh, for, for the next campaign so I think that's yeah. good because you need things like that in football you need superstars uh, yeah. that, that light up the game and Haaland's the I'll one remind just you that when he rattles in his fourth yeah of course listen um, you've got him and you've got Mbappe at France so these are the two young you know new new guys that are taking over from Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski uh, look the good thing about it is Roger that Ryan Porteous is a much better player than when he faced Erling Haaland for Hibs against Molde a few years ago in Europe <laughs> so 
If there's one man to stop him, he's the new... Well, listen, he's been player of the week for the last two weeks in here and we discussed the, the top performer at the weekend. If he keeps going like this, maybe, you know, the the, the super scoreboard in Oslo might be saying, oh, Harland will have his work cut out against that lad for Habs. I mean, I don't know, positive spin maybe that you know, Norway are pot three for a reason, but yeah, certainly could have been, could have yeah, been but, more but, generous. I'll give you an example. Serbia, pot two. They came uh, out with yeah, Hungary uh, and Montenegro. Exactly. We came out with Spain and Erling Haaland. <sighs> I don't know who we've upset. <laughs> Stephen is in canvas Lang. What did you make of that yesterday, Stephen? Obviously, you look at the drawing paper, right? And it isn't ideal. Um, but I just think that the momentum that we're gaining for the Nations League, how we're playing at the minute, we should relish these games. I know they've got Erling Haaland and Martin Odegaard in Norway, but they're not qualified for the World Cup. I know Haaland's had an injury there, but Norway are not going to um, create the chances um, that Man City would for an Erling Haaland. So um, it's, it's games that we can relish, games that we can look forward to, and a good tester for ourselves. Playing in a great team, they've got the likes of Pedri and other players that can hurt us, but I don't think they have that wonder kid that, that's going to, going to terrorise us, and I think there'll be other top seed teams that we could have got that were a lot worse than Spain well I like the positivity for all we know on Norway's version of Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard they're fearing Lyndon Dykes tonight Roger yeah. who knows well we know got a couple of goals last week yeah, for QPR against Alex Red- Ray's Reading yeah right mm-hmm. up top of the championship table he's, he's going well you know oddly enough it might have been those two goals he scored off the bench against Ukraine it looks to have kick-started his season so the more Scotland players we have scoring goals the better I would think yeah, um, I think Harling's record for Norway is not too bad as well I think uh, yeah, he you know, yeah. doesn't actually struggle for scoring goals even take, though they take, don't take, take, Stephen's, Stephen take Stephen's point though to an extent in the sense that look, we're just off the Nations League and if Stephen's talking about us gaining momentum um, Norway were in Group B4 mm-hmm. they finished second to Serbia three points so Erling Haaland is wonderful mm-hmm. and yeah we can play this back if he does come and embarrass us but it does take more than that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is it's a team game, you know. As, as Stephen said, you know, they have to create the chances. If you can stop it, at source doesn't matter how good a player is. That's what you've got to do. You've got to stop the supply. You know, if he does get supply, he will score. That there's no doubt about that. But if you can stop the supply, then then fine. And I'm sure Steve Steve Clark's been terrific tactically in the vast majority of games. He's been uh, the manager of Scotland, so I'm sure that that'll be the plan. Um, but you know, the important thing is that we're in a good. Um, vein of form the players you know collectively as we approach these type of games they're, they're a bit uh, a way off obviously we're going to have a World Cup coming up um, you know all these sort of things but you know Scotland did what they had to do in the last few games and um, you know as I said I think it just takes the pressure off them a little bit by having that back up that they know they do have the playoff um, you know there mm. for them if it doesn't quite click uh, Gordon hopefully it does but, you know, I, I just think they're terrific games. I think they're terrific games to look forward to. And as a footballer, if, if you're Jack Henry, if you're Ross, uh, sorry, Ryan Portis, if, you know, yeah, any of these type of guys with Grant Harlan, you want to play against Erlen Harlan. That, that is something you tell your grandkids about. Mm. See, that, that is the difference. That's why this guy was one of the top centre-backs mm-hmm. in his day. Um, whereas I just think, no, I'd, I'd hate to play against him. Forget that. That doesn't sound no. like much fun. Um, Stephen, I guess, yeah, the, the cushion, if you like, of that playoff spot. That's important now, more than ever. Yeah, it's kind of amazing we can go and play these games a wee bit of a freedom, uh, get hammed and bouncing. And listen, we can beat anybody at Hamden. 
I, I'm a firm believer in that. I think I think the the there's a feeling back about Hamden uh, that that's similar to the way it was when we had Delhi Italy and France in the group. It's feeling like a, a right fortress again, and like, momentum's only good for the team. What Steve Clark does really well is he keeps in the place of players there, and he has one or two. So uh, the team know the way that we want to play now, and and they're, they're going out and they're delivering. I think the Ukraine game was massive for me because it allowed us to show the strength and depth that we have in the squad. We had a lot of players out that night and we still came out with a result. And in, in previous times, Scotland haven't got the result in those games or fell at the last hurdle. And I think uh, the catalyst for that was winning in Serbia. That penalty shooter, I think it's just giving the players real confidence for big games now. Well, I hope you're right. Thank you, Stephen. Speaking of Hamden being bouncing, uh, hopefully there is a big crowd in tomorrow night. We've Stephen's in the hat as well. In fact, everybody who called in tonight for that Scotland women's national team uh, playoff against Republic of Ireland tomorrow. Let's hear from Pedro Martinez Losa, the manager. He says he's got full faith the team can progress. Uh, there is a Right, this is I'm going to really try and earn my wage tonight and explain this quickly. Well, I tell you what, you will be doing very well here. I'm looking to hear this. <laughs> it is basically, never has a word done so much heavy lifting. <laughs> basically, when Scotland play Republic of Ireland, they also need Wales to beat Switzerland or Portugal to beat Iceland, but then replicate that margin of victory or better. <laughs> When Scotland play Republic of Ireland Still with me? So if they oh, won 2 nothing, Scotland have to win 2 or 3 goals yeah. So weirdly yeah, so, goal so Scotland want Wales to win And they want Portugal to win But just don't win too well mm-hmm. Okay, Win on penalties Scrape by if you can And as long as Scotland match that Or better it mm-hmm. uh, Against Republic of Ireland They'll be off to the World Cup There we go And that bit sounds good uh, And the good thing if you like is Both of those games will be done Before Scotland play So they'll, they'll know exactly what they need to do Clear as mud Here's what the manager thinks of it <laughs> Good, everyone healthy, everyone prepared. We are happy to be together. Obviously, the result uh, from the last match is giving us faith and energy and motivation that we already had, but more belief. So we are, yeah, we are ready to go. It's a circumstance that is, it is like that. Uh, I think we are focusing on our match. Not, it doesn't matter what the other games happens, knowing that there is a potential influence. But our options are based on, on winning our match, and that's what we are going to try to do. Will you want to know what's happened in those other games and will the players know before you run out? Probably. We try to keep the information secret. It's not going to happen. So <laughs> when the things are news are in, in your way, it's difficult to keep it. And when there are no news, that means also something. <laughs> so, so I think not that we are going to keep an eye on that at all, but at some point it is something that we can take in our advantage. Of course, we will transmit to the players as we transmit a lot of other information Huge incentive Roger If that all pans out Tomorrow night Scotland women's team Will be going to the World Cup So it'll be a great night Of celebration For those who go along It's not all done If if that sequence Doesn't happen They just have to go All the way To the other side Of the world mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand And play a Playoff An extra Playoff competition Yeah <laughs> you would think. It's an actual competition it's, just, it's not one team They just yeah. play Home and away <laughs> You'll be sorry You asked that it's a, very, it's a very Scottish way to qualify for a World Cup. I, I tend to think <laughs> whatever the outcome of the results are tomorrow night, somehow Scotland will end up in New Zealand in this little competition to try and get through. Mm. Fingers crossed for Pedro and the mm. team with Lucy Graham and the show 
last Monday yeah. night. She was trying to explain it to us. It does seem very complicated, very convoluted. So let's just hope Scotland go get a better result than Wales or Portugal tomorrow night and get directly into the finals. Mm-hmm. You still want them to win? Eh? Yeah. By the way, we will send people along Whoever's been calling in tonight Into the hat We'll announce the winners For the tickets to that game After these And more time to go over the weekend's talking points And the answers to the teaser as well We're going to be busy Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's that time of the night where we try and squeeze in some more of your calls if we can we talk more about the weekend's talking points and most importantly for these pundits they try and show off and see if they can come up with the answers to the full time teaser now the question is a cracker from Mikey Burns he says can you name the last 10 players who started for the winning team in a Scottish Cup final against one of their former teams which might sound tricky but when you start hearing some of the answers John McLaughlin just there just the last final started for Rangers and it was against Hearts David Witherspoon did it for St Johnson against Hibs um, in, be- in better news Hibs fans <laughs> Darren McGregor did it against Rangers Davy Weir we're going way back did it for Rangers against Falkirk in the 2009 final what yeah. about Scott Brown Celtic against Hibs yep 2013 final Well done Yeah I mean I, I was thinking The other Scott Scott Bain No He's not one I think Callum Booth Yeah that same final St Johnson against Hibs There's one more from that yeah, game You know Is it Glenn Middleton It is So you've had to remember Glenn Middleton's Lone spell mm. uh, At Well both at, at, at Hibs 2019 Well done Three to get What about Neil McCann Yes Rangers against Hearts Wonderful no, Rangers against Dundee Rangers against Dundee Way back you tell me when I was a manager That's exactly <laughs> it There we go Okay two to get two I didn't think it was that get. far back To be honest with you That was the thing That's that... the furthest back Oh it but, is Yeah but oh. there's one in that um, There's one in that era As well And then there's one Sort of midway Okay, I'll give you time before. What, what about Johnny Hayes? No, no, no. He, he did. Yeah, enough, he did he not. Sco- scored Aberdeen against Celtic mm-hmm. Ross, didn't he? Ryan Jack. Nope, nope, nope. Hey, so, did he again? No. Um, no. Too far back. Yeah. So would have been a teammate of Didier Agats at Celtic. He'll give you that. And then there's one more recently. Oh. All right. Okay, okay. How does that do you? Um, what else? We need to try and quickly. What. Think of what we've missed from the weekend loads Because two hours is is never enough uh, Roger Hanna When you look at the, the big wins For a number of reasons Big on the scoreboard Big because they needed it Big because no one expected it What about that Dundee United result? Are they going to campaign for all games to kick off at 6 o'clock well, on a Saturday night? It was big because as Jim Duffy saw Ross County won at Livingston Yep, And it was big because Kilmarnock then went on to take a point off Hearts when they could have taken all three and had Dundee United lost that game against Aberdeen on Saturday evening there have been six points adrift mm-hmm. at the bottom of the league it was a huge win for Liam Fox and his team and you wonder now if it will help them kick on they've got a game tomorrow night a rearranged game against Hibs at Tannadice they then go to Dingwall on Saturday mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see you know by then they could actually be above Ross County I think By the time they go there At the weekend yeah. If not They'll certainly have the opportunity To go above them With a win in the Highlands I mean it'll teach me Jim Because Probably a week ago Or around then We asked 
a couple of times, you know, it actually already looked like the bottom three were getting a little bit detached, mm. which sounds crazy so early in the season, and yeah. it turned out to be crazy because all of a sudden, all it took was for uh, Kilmarnock to beat St Johnson in the midweek, mm. uh, Ross County to win at the weekend, uh, as we said, mm. and Dundee United to obviously go and win emphatically, and and, and that all three of them then have yeah. had that that positive result, which has closed things up. Listen, I think it's. I mean, if you look right throughout the league, you know, so many elements are very very close, and just a couple of results can can completely. Um, change the perspective for, for each team and each manager um, as I said Malcolm Mackay won at the weekend after having a, a resounding defeat at home to Motherwell I mean as, as, as Roger was saying there Kilmarnock looked as if they were going to get back to back victories at the last minute but still took four points from six and the knee and 80s result listen Aberdeen who mm-hmm. had been, looked as at home they're, they're, they're again a totally different team but we feel they're a weird record shocking yeah. and they, they were calamitous defending I what mean is it, is it horrendous two, defending away two wins from 23 in the road yeah. Yeah. two wins yeah, at just, St Johnson just, just, just like a totally different team away from Pataudry yeah. and a huge Aberdeen support down there I mean they completely sold out their allocation yep. more than 4,000 I think and, and taken down there and to get beat as comprehensively massive blow for Jimmy Goodwin wonder if you look for early signs for, that Tony Watt goes mm. to Dundee United lot said about the move clearly doesn't score as often as he would mm. like then it's a, it's not a good start to the season but the time at Motherwell maybe showed Jim that you know, once, mm. once he gets a couple he's, yeah. he's, he's kind of always been that tight bit yep. of confidence and well, Tony's actually a player. Listen, we've had him in the show. We know, like, he's a confident boy. You know, he he he, he likes he likes the spotlight when he's scoring goals in the spotlight. I mean, he, even the the other goal that the, the score was on very very similar he, position. Cut back, he shot. Set the underside of the back him down. They've got the the, the forward in, and then the goal was was almost identical. But he's playing. I think he's playing through the middle now under Liam Fox. The last couple of games, he's not playing the wide area. Mm. So he is going to get more chances. And listen, he's rising to the challenge. And well, listen, when Tony's up, uh, you know, mm. uh, on song, he's a terrific player. Absolutely all of, all terrific of a sudden, player. Roger Hibs are the informed team in the league more than anyone. Yeah, four wins in the bounce, haven't they? Celtic have got two league wins in a row, Rangers have got three in a row, Hibs have got four. Mm. They're flying. Yeah, I saw him at Dingle a week past on Saturday. That was the first I'd seen them live this season. And I have to say, I was very impressed with them. Not just Porteous, you know, they've got good players in the team Martin Boyle, Joe Newell. Chris Cadden, you know, there is quality. I've been really impressed this season when I've seen him by young Josh Campbell, who I think's got yeah, five goals, mm-hmm. you know, from that attacking midfield position. They've still got Kevin Nisbet to come back and Aidan McGeady to come back. What a week we've got in store for you. We've got 11 o'clock shows tomorrow night and Wednesday night. Please, Cannot t- wait. Please, please tell me it's Daz and the Mushroom both uh, nights. It is not. We couldn't do that to <laughs> oh. I'll be here both nights, but Mark and Gordon, and then it's um, Marvin Bartley and Cammy Bell on Wednesday. Uh, and it's it's going to be great So make sure you tune in Both those nights We're hoping for some drama uh, Either way um, You two better round off this teaser Quickly Ricky and uh, Ricky in East End Andrew from Carlisle You're the winners Of the tickets to go to Hamden For the women's national team game tomorrow Stand by your phones Well done to them Did he against well teammate? Jackie McNamara Yeah Against Infermalin mm-hmm. What about Anthony Stokes? Stokes Easy as that one. Done There we go mm-hmm. Right, join us tomorrow, why don't you? From 6 until 11pm, no less. Who doesn't need five hours of Mark Wilson and Gordon DL in their lives <laughs> at the weekend? Uh, don't answer that. But anyway, they will be here. We're looking forward to it. Same again on Wednesday. Thank you to Jim and to Roger. Thank you for your calls, for your tweets, for your company tonight. Much appreciated as always. And I'll leave you in the very capable hands of Callum Gallagher. He's up next. <laughs>